This is Brain Diet, episode number 27. I'm Taylor Ann Macy, and you are listening to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain good information. What is happening, everyone? I wish in this moment that I could give each and every one of you a massive high five right now. We have reached 5,000 downloads on this podcast, and I am just so excited about it. And I'm so proud of you for taking the time to invest a few minutes into your mental health. And I am so grateful to you for supporting this podcast. It just means the world to me. So to celebrate this milestone, I'm doing a giveaway over on my Instagram. Hip hooray! I'm giving away a $100 Amazon gift card to the person who leaves me a review here on the podcast, screenshots the review, and DMs it to me on Instagram. You get an extra entry if you post about the podcast on your Insta story, okay? So review, screenshot it, DM it to me, extra entry if you post about it and tag me on your Insta story, okay? You don't need to post the review, but post about the podcast, tag me so that other people can find it and also give some attention to their mental health. I will be announcing the winner on my Instagram story on Monday, September 14th. So the day this podcast is being released is September 4th. So if you're listening to it today, Friday, you've got 10 days to leave me the review, screenshot it, DM it to me on Instagram, and then post about the podcast in your story. And don't forget to tag me. Listen, I love doing this podcast and I am so grateful that I get to do it. And I am so grateful again to each of you for supporting it just by listening. It really means so much more to me than I can even describe. And I also feel such a connection to you, even if I don't know you personally. So thank you for listening. I can't wait to keep doing this podcast and to keep doing giveaways as we keep growing. Because as we keep growing, the giveaways are going to get bigger. (laughs) So go enter. I can't wait to hear from you guys, your thoughts, what you think. And thank you so much for listening. So now to get into today's topic. Today we are talking about processing emotions. In this episode, I essentially want to teach you how to feel. Did you even know that this was a skill that you could develop, how to feel? I certainly didn't know that it was a thing. Now, this is such an important topic to me that I really wanted to talk with you about today because right now there is so much talk of anxiety. A few years ago, I worked with the resource population at a junior high school and in discussing with the teachers and the fellow aides, the most common topic was kids experiencing anxiety. And it was clear that these kids and their anxiety were one of the most predominant problems that everyone had observed and people were trying to solve for these teachers and administration were trying to solve for all of these um, junior high age kids anxiety. Now, if we were to look at it, anxiety is not a term that people used 50 years ago the way that they do now, and nor was it used nearly as often. And I go into detail about this in episode 14, which is just called anxiety. So if anxiety is something regularly on your radar or on someone else's radar, listen to that episode or share that episode with someone that you feel like could use it. 
but I talk about how I believe that sometimes anxiety can be a blanket emotion or an umbrella emotion in that it covers other emotions. Anxiety can be the result of resistance to the feeling of other emotions. Now, I will also say again, I said this in the other episode, but there can be many factors to anxiety. I know for sure that that is true, but I think that thought work and coaching around it can be a very strong pillar to hold up the skill set to know what to do with it. So that is why I'm teaching you today how to feel anxiety and how to feel the subsequent emotions that are underneath that umbrella or that blanket of the emotion of anxiety. Yeah. So anxiety is but one of many emotions that we can experience. We as human beings are meant to experience an entire range of emotions, both positive and negative. The idea of processing our emotions is meant to apply to all the emotions that we experience. The reason for this is emotions left unprocessed can stick with us when we don't realize it and it can exhaust us. I use this analogy all the time, but there is this legend or whatever it is that you want to call it, where once a preacher was walking with a congregation and a junkyard dog started to chase them. The congregation freaked out, ran away, and the preacher ran straight at the junkyard dog. And once he did, that dog ran away, scared the dog off. This is more or less the same for our emotions. When we run away from them, they chase us and it's exhausting. So in order to process them, we have to face them head on. Emotions are literal vibrations in our bodies. The act of feeling is paying attention to the distinct vibration happening in one's body. Once we allow the vibration of a feeling to vibrate through our bodies and have the space it needs to literally process, it will come and it will go. But what we decide to do instead is we feel a negative emotion and we don't feel it. We run away from it. And listen, I was the queen of this for a time. This time of year is when school is starting for everyone. And I remember so vividly what I would be feeling the night before the first day of school. I would be feeling so many different things and I would not process all the things. And they would pile on top of each other into anxiety. And I would have difficulty breathing and I would cry a lot and sometimes just feel completely paralyzed. And I just felt stuck and like I wanted to run away from my body and I couldn't. And that's what can happen to us when we feel negative emotions. We resist them. We pile them on top of one another and it paralyzes us. Here's what's so interesting about this. Positive emotions, we tend to process more easily. We feel them, we embrace them, we open up to them, we will be feeling happy about something and anytime we notice that happiness, we tend to just call it out and be like, I am so happy. Negative emotions, we believe to be a problem, so we don't process them, we don't open up to them, we don't embrace them. We run away from them because we think it's wrong to be feeling them or that it means that something is going to go wrong if we feel them. It's not as automatic for us just to say, I am just feeling so scared every time that fear comes up. So now, what will I be saying to my kids the night before the first day of school? I imagine this conversation is going to go something like, what are you feeling? Is it scared? 
What does scared feel like? I feel scared sometimes too. When I feel scared, I feel it in my throat. It's okay to feel scared. We all just sometimes feel scared. And I will give them a hug and I will just love them as they feel their fear and their apprehension and be there as long as they need me to be there. When it comes to negative emotions, our default response is often, oh, don't feel scared. Everything's going to be okay. You're okay. Don't be scared. And that right there is what causes us to believe that something is in need of fixing. It's not like we would say, oh, you're happy. Don't feel happy. You'll start not feeling happy soon. Don't worry. Can you see how backwards that is? The double standard there? One of the most empowering things to learn is to embrace that there are no bad feelings. There are no feelings that should be changed. What you are feeling is always okay. Now, as a life coach, I teach that thoughts create your feelings. How we think creates how we feel. But what people can tend to do is take that idea and the second they start feeling a negative emotion, they start to use this principle of thoughts creating feelings against themselves to still run away from their emotions. And they try to just force in new thoughts and quote unquote have a positive attitude, which is what I refer to as toxic positivity. It's toxic because it creates this pile of unaddressed and unprocessed emotions. Just because we are in control of our thoughts and our emotions doesn't mean we should be happy all the time. Being in control of our thoughts and our emotions allows us to take ownership of all of our emotions, positive and negative, and not blame circumstances for how we feel. We have the ability to think and feel on purpose, but that doesn't mean that we can make our life 100% positive. Our life is always going to be balanced out with negative emotions. So ultimately, how do we do it? How do we process our emotions? I will tell you, the first stage is awareness. You have to become more aware of what you are thinking and what you are feeling. Sometimes I will describe this phase to my clients as turning the light on in the room of your brain. You are going to turn the light on and as you start to become more aware, you're going to notice a lot more than you thought was there in the first place. So when that happens, you just continue to notice. You pay attention to what you find. You become familiar with it. This is a really useful opportunity for a thought download. I've talked about this before, but paying attention to your brain and writing it down on paper, getting thoughts out of your mind and onto paper for you to be curious about. Thinking and feeling on purpose is a learned behavior. It's a skill that requires practice. It requires awareness in the first place before you can even begin to develop the skill. But the more you do that, the more you increase your awareness and the more you learn to think and feel on purpose, the better you will get at it. So once you become aware of a feeling, once you tap into your brain and say, okay, this is what I'm feeling, we have a choice of what to do with it. And there are three things that most of us do before ever allowing a feeling. The first thing we tend to do with emotions is resist them. This is really confusing because most of us think that resisting an emotion is feeling it, but you get no relief when you resist a feeling. 
It's like if you had a beach ball representing your emotions and you were pushing it underwater. It would require constant effort. And if you weren't careful, it would explode back up above the water, creating a splash. So resistance creates more tension and perpetuates an emotion. The second thing we do is react to our emotions. We yell or scream or cry or punch, and those reactions aren't the same as feeling. When we react this way, we are just acting out. We're not processing the feelings. Feeling feelings is something you can do sitting in a chair, paying attention to the vibration of the emotion. The third thing we do is we avoid our emotions. Our culture today has made this quite easy and very, very acceptable. We avoid emotions by eating and by scrolling. So the fourth thing we can do with emotions that most of us don't know how to do, that most of us don't do, is allow the feelings. Allowing a feeling takes the awareness that I mentioned, the naming of the feeling, And then from that awareness, we start to pay close attention to the feeling and where it is in our body. We open ourselves up to it and give it the space it needs to fully vibrate through us. We own that we are the ones creating it. We create all of our emotions with our thoughts. We take that ownership and the more we open up to these vibrations and the more we take ownership of them, the more authority we get over them. Opening up to an emotion looks like naming its location in your body. It looks like being the compassionate observer to this emotion. It looks like being really curious about it. Just like you would do if you were watching animals at the zoo. You would just sit and let the animals do what they're doing and you would just watch them. This is what we have to do when we first create an awareness around a specific emotion. After we can notice it and identify it specifically for what it is, then we just watch it. Then you describe it in detail. What's different about this feeling that helps me distinguish from other feelings? Where in my body do I feel this vibration the most? Is it heavy or does it buzz or is it fluid? How else would you describe it? You give it a color, a texture, a speed, a weight. Does it move or stay in the same place? Is it light or dark? I like to challenge myself to do this at least once a day. And I'll give you an example of this. I've noticed that whenever I'm away from my kids and someone else is watching them, I have a pretty consistent feeling of restlessness. This happens especially in doctor's offices and medical settings where I'm at the doctor and the kids are home with someone else and I just get so restless when I'm there and I'm away from the kids. So last week was an opportunity. I was driving to an appointment and I knew that this restlessness would come up because I can always plan on it for some reason whenever I am at doctor's offices and my children are not with me. So I anticipated it and I challenged myself to open up to it for the entirety of the appointment. Not grab my phone and not scroll because that's my immediate urge, but just to sit with it. And as I sat looking out the window, I noticed like a zigzag vibration 
that moved repeatedly up my sternum and up through my throat. And then it would start again at the sternum and it would move up and it just kind of repeated that. And so as I was just staring out the window, being mindful not to grab my phone like I wanted to, I really started to make friends with this restlessness. And as I paid attention to it, it looked to me in my mind like the static that you see on TV, that um, gray, white, high-pitched buzzing. That's what it felt like in my body. And it was really fast and buzzed and staticky, just like it was carbonation or something. And when I pay attention to it, it would relax a little and just keep moving up my sternum and my throat. And it would just kind of move back and forth in that zigzag pattern pretty easily. But then I would have the urge to grab my phone and I would panic a little bit. And that panic and that urge of wanting to grab my phone would make it more intense. So then I'd open back up to it and just notice the vibration in my body. I wondered what made restlessness different from urgency or from anxiety. And I said to myself, this doesn't mean anything is wrong, nor does this mean that anything will go wrong. This is literally just a vibration in my body. And then on the drive home, I was physically so much more substantially relaxed. Like literally I had less tension in my body because I had opened up and allowed the space for that restlessness to just process and buzz through until it decided that it was finished. When you first start to open up to emotions, you might notice your body wanting to tighten up and tighten up against this emotion. And that's totally okay. You notice that that's happening and then you just open back up to it and you breathe into the emotion, you release your body into it. Our emotions need to literally process through. Like they are vibrations that need to have the space until they no longer are vibrating. And we have the power to give them permission to do that. That's why this idea of opening up is so useful because you literally, like I said, are creating space within your body for that vibration to move. And when you learn how to do this, When you can accept all of your emotions as totally okay and all of your emotions as just vibrations that are harmless, you not only open up to them, but you open up to your life as well. Think about this. If you are a person that's afraid of flying, you have a lot of anxiety when you fly. It isn't a matter of overcoming the anxiety. You learn how to open up to the anxiety and fly anyway. Or be nervous about public speaking. Embrace the nervousness and public speak anyway. Or you set a goal and you feel all sorts of doubt about yourself and you feel the doubt and you pursue the goal anyway. Emotions don't mean that anything has gone wrong. Can you see how we tend to give emotions meaning and then we try to resist our way away from them? Doing the opposite is what will allow you to grow and evolve. Anxiety doesn't mean the plane is going to crash. Nervousness doesn't mean that you're going to trip and fall and stutter. And doubt doesn't mean you're going to fail. They're just emotions caused by thoughts. And feeling them is harmless. You'll develop the skill of feeling your feelings. And as you do so, you can use that skill in order to leverage negative emotions in your favor, in order to grow and embrace more your humanness. You think of the physical discomfort you feel when you exercise. You are pushing your body to a level of discomfort. 
Yet a lot of people do that on an almost daily basis because they know that the physical discomfort leads to physical growth or weight loss or any sort of physical evolution. The same goes for our emotional capacity. When you learn how to get good at feeling your emotions, you start to embrace the negative ones because of what growth they can offer you. You start to live your life because of the negative emotions and not in spite of them. When I was first told that I had a disease that would blind and paralyze me, I felt all sorts of emotions. I felt a lot of them a lot of the time. And I wanted to open up to these emotions and still show up in my life. I didn't want to just shut down and be debilitated by what I was feeling. I was seeing clients at the time and I had my husband and my two young kids. I mean, I still, this was less than a year ago, but in the very beginning, I was really overcome with a lot of emotions. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, maybe, I know for sure I talked about it on my blog, but I had decided with all of these emotions, I would carry them around with me in an imaginary box. I pictured this box to look like one of the blue Tiffany boxes and I envisioned that it had my name on it in glitter and I would put all of those emotions just inside this beautiful box and it was so heavy with emotions but I just carried it with me wherever I went and I would set it imaginarily next to my computer when I would be working or I'd have it on my lap if I was in the car. And I would put it on the counter as I would cook dinner. I was willing to feel all of these emotions and carry them with me for as long as it took. And sometimes I very much still am carrying around this heavy box of emotions, but it's just my sidekick, my pal of all of my negative emotions that I am so good at feeling. Sometimes... There are things in our lives where this is just what it looks like, where you have a pretty consistent, heavy sidekick of emotions that you just want to carry around with you for a while. So then you just embrace that little sidekick box, purse, whatever it might be for you. You just carry it as long as it needs to be a part of you. But the difference is we open the space for them to be what they need to be as opposed to running away from them. I want you to imagine if you were willing to feel any emotion, to experience the vibrations of fear and devastation or embarrassment and shame and self-doubt. Imagine the things that you would try or the goals that you would set. Imagine how much more you would show up if you already had the skill to process any of the negative emotions that you would encounter along the way. Those emotions wouldn't stand a chance against you. You'd be unstoppable. So take advantage of what I have taught you today. Identify what it is you are feeling. Create more awareness around it. Name it. Describe in detail where it is in your body, whether or not it has a speed or a color or a texture or a weight and get so curious about it and just watch it vibrate through your body. Take those small actions 
and give them a try because developing the skill of opening up to all emotions that you could potentially experience, this skill can make you unstoppable in your life. Make sure you schedule a free mini session with me and I will actually show you in your life how this could be true. Also, my friends, don't forget to enter the giveaway. Leave me a review, screenshot it, and send it to me on Instagram. I can't wait to see all of your reviews and your thoughts. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. I will talk to you next week.